Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. All the naughty bits exposed. Our goal is to open your eyes to all the inside info that makes reading Shakespeare way more fun. Any episode might contain dick jokes or essay ideas or anything in between. So, So, listen listen up. up. I'm Diana. I'm Aaron. And this is King Lear, episode four. Woo! Woo, woo, woo! And we have got a couple of smaller scenes here today to introduce the idea of people talking. Truth and rumors. Yeah. Speaking truth, we talked a bit about that. And yeah. as, as we were discussing the fool and fools in general, but we also talked about you brought up how people in power don't listen to people who are not at the same status social level. status level. Yeah. So people not listening to Edmund, mm-hmm. even though he might speak truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people definitely not listening to the fool, even though he absolutely speaks truth. Always. Yeah. So what does that say about us in general? <laughs> us as humans, you mean? Yeah. Do high-status people don't want to hear the truth about themselves? Oh, no. Well, none of us want to hear the truth about ourselves. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. (laughs) But I think there's also really a taboo about uh, celebrities. You would never tell them if they're fat or if they're stupid or if they're... (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's not true. If you think about about how... Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) If you think about how famous women's bodies are policed by the media. Yeah. So, so, you know, like Hillary Clinton runs for president. And what do we talk about? Yeah. How awful she looks in her pantsuits. Give me a break. You know, Kirstie Alley you know, ages and gains weight. And what do we talk about? Oh, Kirstie Alley looks like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, the fat actress. Oh. You know, so we we do that. But it's our media, our collective whispering yeah. that does it. People don't ever do it to your face. Right. But 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 our our collective yucky tabloids blah blah it's not even just the tabloids it's every media outlet but that's our it's like our shadow self in a way right the media is reflective of the worst parts of us our nasty sides yeah so i think we do we do do that but we do it not uh direct directly we do it underhandedly yeah okay i'm done <laughs> yeah, but we are going to see an amazing case of another amazing case of Edmund speaking the absolute truth, and yet he's discounted for whatever reason. So it's cool to watch because you're like, guys, you got a heads up on all the bad stuff, and you could have prevented so many things, but you didn't. In one ear, out the other. Yeah. Because he doesn't rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the uh, scene with Edmund, this random character, Curran, comes in, and he comes in to introduce the idea that people, the small people, 
are talking about there might be a war coming between Cornwall and Albany. The non-powerful people. Yeah. They're, they're not short. Yes. Although they could be short. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> but, you know, the regular folks. <laughs> the groundlings. And so whether that is true or not, probably not true yet, but we get the sense that the lines of power are sort of massing up. And whether it's true or it's not true, the fact that it's being discussed at all shows that the people are unsettled. Yeah. They don't believe that there's a system in place that um, is going to be a smooth transition. Yeah, and there aren't clear lines of power, as we've talked about. But what I found interesting in the second scene is that Cornwall is actually Gloucester's liege lord. What's a liege lord? It's the one that you've pledged your undying support to. So Kent says, my liege. Remember when we did, we discussed that you can only say that to one person. So if Lear is Kent's liege lord, Cornwall is Gloucester's liege lord. That's really interesting. So Gloucester is not allied with the king. He's allied with Cornwall. And maybe is that because... You know, different lords are assigned to different parts of the royal household. Maybe. Of all things, because that's going to prove very, very detrimental to him. Very soon. It's really interesting. Of all things. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to do a little investigating. Yes. Yeah. And then Regan, when Cornwall and Regan come in, Regan is already also putting all of the quote-unquote bad people on the side of Lear. Because Edgar's betrayal she comes in talking about and she's like oh he was my father's godson so she's trying to like shunt him off onto the side of the people who are doing wrong mm -hmm. so we're lining up the good and the bad it's like in that book the stand i never read about it <laughs> it's such a good book uh stephen king book but how all these different people are drawn to certain personalities because of what they are kind of intending to do or setting up to do. Hmm. It's also politics. Yeah. Yeah. Again, lining up behind your liege lord, whoever that may be. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Think about that before you vote. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. Okay. So we got a short scene here outside of Goneril's house where the fool is trying to desperately, you know, cheer Lear up with some kind of lame jokes, but... It's not really working. And Lear has some remorseful thoughts. Let's see how that goes. You yeah. ready? Yeah. Okay. King Lear. To Kent. Go you before to Gloucester with these letters. Acquaint my daughter no further with anything you know than comes from her demand out of the letter. If your diligence be not speedy, I shall be there before you. And Kent. I will not sleep, my lord, till I have delivered your letter. And out he goes fool. If a man's brains were in his heels, were it not in danger of kibes? What are kibes? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something called chillblains, which is like an inflammation and a swelling of your extremities due to cold. Oh. So you get, it's almost like um, uh, frostbite. Oh. Aye, boy. Fool. Then I prithee be merry, thy wit shall not go slipshod. <laughs> so your brains, your brains will not be without slippers. But 
in a way, it's almost like he's saying you refuse to protect yourself mm. against the elements, your daughters. You, you're just not taking the, in, the advice. And Lear just laughs. The, the, the line is, ha, ha, ha. Which is... <laughs> right. So it could be, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. Funny, <laughs> funny. Or it could be a laugh, you know, depending on what the actor chooses. Yeah. Uh, shalt see thy other daughter will use thee kindly, for though she's as like this as a crab's like an apple, yet I can tell what I can tell. So he's kind of setting this up as like a knot, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because he's like, oh, yeah, your other daughter's going nice to be nice to you. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Because she's as much like Goneril as a crab is like an apple. apple. <laughs> what canst tell, boy? She will taste as like this as a crab does to a crab. Thou canst tell why one's nose stands in the middle on's face. Yeah, so... He'll, she'll taste the same <laughs> as this one. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a little joke. No. Why to keep one's eyes of either side's nose? That what a man cannot smell out, he may spy into. Yeah. What's he telling him? Use your senses. For God's sake, open up your eyes, use your nose, something. <laughs> and then Lear has this really interesting enigmatic line. I did her wrong. So there's some interesting choices. So everybody assumes he's talking about Cordelia, and that's a good choice because he can already be feeling remorseful about that. But what if he's talking about Goneril? And he did do her wrong. And he did do her wrong. Or what if he's talking about their mother? Yeah. There could be lots of interesting reasons why he says that, and we don't get an explanation. So here's a great opportunity for the actor or the director to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he says, I did her wrong. And Fool says, canst tell how an oyster makes his shell? No. So the Fool won't even let him go there. Yeah. He's moving him right along. Right past. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Lear says, no. And the Fool says, nor I neither. But I can tell why a snail has a house. Why? Why, to put his head in. Not to give it away to his daughters and leave his horns without a case. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Keeps beating him over the head with that, yep. right? Yeah. And then Lear, it's almost like he's not listening. I will forget my nature. So kind a father. Be my horses ready? Thy asses are gone about him. Now, interesting. I will forget my nature. So kind a father. Does he think he was a kind father? Yeah. I think he does. He does think he was a kind father. But maybe between him and Cordelia, that was true earlier. There must be some reason that the two of them, I think they agree that their relationship is the closest out of all. Yeah, but it doesn't even seem that close to me until the end. Yeah. But I think the end can't be fabricated out of nowhere. It has to have some history. Okay. You know? All right. I don't think he was a kind father. Okay. Yeah. But as kings go, perhaps he was a kind Yeah, but well, I don't think kings can be kind fathers. Yeah. I don't think, or queens. I don't, I just don't think that the, the They're royal, too far removed. Right. From, royalty yeah. is not set up for parenting. It's yeah. set up for realming. Yeah. And, and marrying. And if you're going to marry that child off as a political alliance, you can't see that child as a precious and dear thing. You know, like, not like Cersei with Marcella. 
that whole thing was very fraught because she doesn't want to get rid of her because parenting was her only thing that she really wanted. And once she loses that, she becomes this horrible, horrible person. Mm. So I think that if you're going to use that person as a pawn in your political scheming, you probably can't be. You know, it's so interesting. I just binged Queen Charlotte. Oh, I really want to watch it. And um, there's a lot of stuff about using relatives as pawns. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Cousining. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay, so let's go back. Thy asses are gone about them. The reason why the seven stars are no more than seven is a pretty reason. Because they are not eight. Yes, indeed. Thou wouldst make a good fool. (laughs) And then again, a disassociated line. To take it again perforce. Monster ingratitude. To take. So I think to take back his power by way of force, which means war. So is he, he's contemplating, how will I get myself back? Yeah. That's interesting. And the only way he could get it back now, he can't go, JK, (laughs) I want it back. He has to do something else. Yeah. And then monster ingratitude, that's definitely about his eldest. Yeah, and but also could be about Cordelia, too. Yep, true. He thinks he was a kind father, and none of them have given him what he thought they'd give him. Yeah. And now he's going to the one who's most problematic, and he knows he that. He totally knows that. Yeah. yeah. All right, and the fool says, If thou wert my fool, Nuncle, I'd have thee beaten for being old before thy time. How's that? Thou shouldst not have been old till thou hadst been wise. Oh, let me not be mad. Not mad, sweet heaven. Keep me in temper. I would not be mad. So he knows something's up with himself. Yeah. So this is one of those moments of clarity we were talking about with Alzheimer's patients when they're like, now I see something for a second, and then you dip back into it. So sad because there's a self-awareness there that is going to disappear again. So somebody comes in and he asks, How now? Are the horses ready? Ready, my lord. Come, boy. She that's a maid now and laughs at my departure shall not be a maid long unless things be cut shorter. What things would those be? Dicks. <laughs> so he just launches a little Dick joke. joke. Dick joke at the audience as he's leaving. Here you go, groundlings. Here's yep. a dick for you. <laughs> yeah. The woman who's a, a virgin now and laughing at me is won't be a virgin for long unless they cut my dick off. <laughs> All right. So here, and you'll notice in the very beginning how we go from Lear family to Gloucester family to Lear family to Gloucester family to Lear family to Gloucester family. Because they're mirrors. Yeah. And because you're really flipping back and forth from one perspective to another perspective just to get the whole picture in. And see how these fathers treat their children. Right. And misunderstand their children. Yeah. All right. So Edmund and Curran, random servant, meeting him. Edmund, save thee, Curran. And you, sir, I have been with your father and given him notice that the Duke of Cornwall and Regan, his duchess, will be here with him this night. How comes that? Hey, I know not. You have heard of the news abroad? I mean, the whispered ones, for they are yet but ear-kissing arguments. 
Not I. Pray you, what are they? Great. I love this. Ear-kissing arguments. That's rumors. So he's spreading rumors, this guy. He's just nothing but a... Rumor spreader. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you heard of no likely wars toward twixt the Dukes of Cornwall and Albany? Not a word. You may do then in time. Very well, sir. So he just comes in, lobs that. (laughs) Right. And then leaves. Everybody's saying there's going to be more. Yep. By the way. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And so now Edmund has this piece of information. Cornwall's coming here. Interesting. Mm. The Duke be here tonight. The better best. This weaves itself perforce into my business. My father hath set guard to take my brother, and I have one thing of a queasy question which I must act. Briefness and fortune work. Yeah. So he's got one last little unsettling bit to act. I love that. Act. (laughs) Uh You've got to be an actor for a second. And briefness and fortune. So I hope that speedy action and good fortune come out in my favor. Yeah. Brother, a word. Descend, brother, I say. My father watches. And Edgar comes down from his hiding place, wherever that is. Oh, sir, fly this place. Intelligence is given where you are hid. You have now the good advantage of the night. Have you not spoken against the Duke of Cornwall? Spoken against, said that Slandered him, yeah. 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 Um, He's coming hither now in the night in the haste, and Regan with him. Have you nothing said upon his party against the Duke of Albany? Advise yourself. Right, so first he asked him if maybe you've said something against Cornwall? Or maybe you've said something in Cornwall's favor against Albany. Mm-hmm. So you've done something. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And Edgar is completely confused. I am sure, Hunt, not a word. I hear my father coming. Pardon me. In cunning, I must draw my sword upon you. Draw! Seem to defend yourself. Now quit you well. Yeah. Make a good show of fighting me. Yeah. Come on, come on. So it's like, did he have to do that? No. Or he could have just run away. He could have just run away. Yeah. But, but, like, but make so, like you're fighting me. But he's so confused that he's convincing him to do things which make him look worse. Right. Because Edgar to be drawing his sword and fighting off somebody is worse now. And now, yield! Come before my father! Light! Ho there! Fly, brother! Torches! Torches! So farewell! Some blood drawn on me would beget opinion of my more fierce endeavor. I've seen drunkards do more than this in sport. Father! Father! Stop! Stop! No help! Boy, oh boy. He's quite an actor. And also, (laughs) I mean, why would Edgar... Yeah, let me, let me, yeah, let me cut your arm. That sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a good idea. I think I'll do that. But he's like, if I was bleeding, that would probably convince people. Beget opinion means convince anybody. Yeah, but but, 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 why? I mean, does Edgar even stop for a moment and think, convince them of what? Yeah. (laughs) What what am I trying to convince them of? My more fierce endeavor is that I fought really hard. Yeah, right. Fought hard against him. Yeah. And I've so, seen drunk people do better than this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, just for funsies. Yeah. Yeah. 
So here comes Gloucester running in because he's like set all these guards at all the doors and he's like, oh, there he is. Let's go. Let's get him. Here's Gloucester. Now, Edmund, where's the villain? Here stood he in the dark, his sharp sword out, mumbling of wicked charms, conjuring the moon to stand auspicious mistress. <laughs> so is he starting to bring in the idea that Edgar's crazy? Maybe. Or that he's a witch? That he's a witch, definitely. Yeah. Mumbling charms yeah. and calling on the moon. Yeah, but so that right? could be crazy because yeah. he's not really a witch. Okay, so there's one reference to witches in this play. <laughs> You're welcome, King James. <laughs> a witch! Oh, a yeah. witch! He's mumbling and chanting and weird things. Oh, goody, goody. Okay, so Gloucester. But where is he? Look, sir, I bleed. Where's the villain, Edmund? Fled this way, sir. When by no means he could... By no means what? Persuade me to the murder of your lordship. <gasps> oh, God, he's such a fucked up human being. <laughs> it's like, he couldn't make me kill you. Daddy, my dear, that I love. And so he wounded me in the arm instead. And then he ran away. <laughs> uh, but that I told him the revenging gods against parasites did all the thunder bend. So yeah. Parasites? Pe people who kill their fathers. Yeah, patricides. And bend is aim. So this is a kind of reference to Oedipus. Mm -hmm. Oedipus killed his father, married his mother. Yeah. yeah. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. He didn't mean to. <laughs> didn't mean but to. all the gods chased him. The Furies chased him after that. It was terrible. Yeah. Spoke with how manifold and strong a bond the child was bound to the father. Sir, in fine, seeing how loathly opposite I stood to his unnatural purpose in fell motion with his prepared sword, he charges home my unprovided body, latched mine arm. Yeah. So he saw that I was in opposition to his evil schemes. <laughs> I love, there's a theme word, right? Unnatural. Unnatural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fell, um, oh, sorry, in fine is just in the end. Alla fine, in Italian, right? Mm -hmm. uh, fell motion is deadly. Um, he charges home. He aimed for my unprovided, my unprotected, yeah. my undefended, unarmed. <laughs> and he latched me. He wounded me. And when he saw my best alarmed spirits, bold in the quarrel's right, roused to the encounter, or whether gasted by the noise I made, full suddenly he fled. Let him fly far. Gasted. <laughs> gasted, that's great. That's like from the word aghast. So here's Edmund making horrible noises, then scaring him away. Yeah. So uh, my alarmed, an alarm, we've talked about those before in the other plays where it's like some kind of trumpet or drum that rouses the armies to action. So I was like that, you know, I was roused up, bold in the quarrels. I was standing strong on the side of right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Gloucester has made an immediate determination. Let him fly far. Not in this land shall he remain uncaught and found dispatch. The noble duke, my master, my worthy arch and patron, comes tonight. So that's where he says it. Arch is chief. His patron means that he is the one that 
pays all his bills and all that. So he's, Gloucester is under. And by the way, dispatch doesn't mean send off. Dispatch means, means kill. 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 Um, so it's just like Kent. It's just like Lear banishing Kent, Gloucester banishing Edmund, Edgar. <laughs> Same thing, right? Grr. Uh, so he's going to use the Duke's power now, Cornwall's power, to broadcast this to the whole country. Okay. The noble Duke, my master, my worthy arch and patron, comes tonight. By his authority, I will proclaim it, that he which finds him shall deserve our thanks, bringing the murderous coward to the stake. He that conceals him, death. Gloucester's title is also Duke? Ah, uh, yes. But he's not as dukey as yes. Cornwall is dukey? <laughs> he's kind of dukey, but he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Cornwall is directly tied Attached to the... To the- Royal crowns. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. There must be levels of dookie. <laughs> <laughs> Squirty pebbles. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so whoever even hides him is going to die. Yeah. Edmund. When I dissuaded him from his intent and found him pitched to do it with cursed speech, I threatened to discover him. He replied, thou unpossessing bastard, dost thou think if I would stand against thee, would the reposal of any trust, virtue, or worth in thee make thy words faithed? No. What should I deny? Should we stop? Sure. Yeah. Um, just notice. So this is the truth and nothing but the truth, okay? So he's saying that Edgar said this, you unpossessing, that means you bastard who doesn't own anything. Do you think that if I would open my mouth to speak against you, the reposal, the placing of any trust, nobody would place trust in you. Nobody would believe you. Right, your words would not be faithed. Believed. Believed. No, what should I deny as this I would Though thou didst produce my very character, I'd turn it all to thy suggestion, plot, and damned practice. I'd say yeah. it was your idea. Yeah, all your idea. Even if you had my very character is something in my own handwriting. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, the letter that he gave his mm-hmm. father. So he's already setting that up to be not believed. I mean, to be believed, because Edgar's saying it should not be believed. Um, And thou must make a dullard of the world if they not thought the prophets of my death were very pregnant and potential spirits to make thee seek it. Yeah, truth again. A dullard of the world, you must think everyone is stupid if they don't see right through this and know that by my death, you would inherit everything. They were very pregnant. We're very fertile and powerful uh, impetus to make you do this thing, to make you look for it. You must think everyone's dumb. So he's saying, Gloucester, you're dumb if you believe this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Gloucester, he gets two lines of... you know, rebuttal, and then the, there's a trumpet that says the Duke is at the door. So, oh, strange and fastened villain, would he deny this letter, said he? Do, do, do. Hark, the Duke's trumpets. So, strange. Uh, there were various 
ideas of what that might be in various texts, but I think it's just estranged. Like he's he's cast him out. Mm-hmm. He's done with him. And fastened, he's determined. Mm-hmm. Edgar is determined to keep this course, so forget it. He's out of my love. And here comes the Duke. Hark, the Duke's trumpets. I know not why he comes. All ports, all bar. The villain shall not skate. So he's going back and forth again. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, I don't have any idea why Cornwall's here. They didn't give me any kind of heads up. Usually if a royal household moves to someone else's, like, they do go on long visits and stuff, but they'll give, like, a massive heads up so that you can prep for them. Yeah. But that's not You have to here. order the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of boars to feed. Yeah. Um, all ports I'll bar. The villain shall not scape. The duke must grant me that. Besides, his picture I will send far and near that all the kingdom may have due note of him. And of my land, loyal and natural boy, I'll work the means to make thee capable. Uh, 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 wow. There you go. There it is. Natural. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've talked about that. What it is. What he but is. It's, so he's saying it both ways here. Natural as in a bastard. The way you were born. And natural as in loving your father. Yes. I'll work the means to make thee capable. I will figure out, work around the laws to make you inherit my land. Yeah. Wow. So in a way, Edmund already got his desire. Yes. He doesn't have to carry out the rest of his evil schemes. He's not done yet. (laughs) It wasn't just inheriting he was after. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just put that out there. So here come some (laughs) supervillains. Right. Okay. These two two are the only ones that I will grant could possibly be correctly titled villain. Yeah. Because I don't otherwise understand... How come they are the way they are? They go to extremes. But you know what? I would also like to put out there, we, we've said that the Macbeths are the happiest couple in Shakespeare. Yeah. I think Cornwall and Regan are right up there, too. They're pretty well suited. Whether they're happy or not, they're pretty well suited I to think each they other. are happy until yeah. they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Regan and Edmund will take up... Oh, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> okay, here we go. Cornwall. How now, my noble friend, since I came hither, which I can call, but now I have heard strangeness. Good. So both his first two lines, this is the first time he speaks, are both plus one, so they've got some extra. He's kind of a passionate guy who's like, everything is a big deal for him. Yeah? Yeah. And Regan. If it be true, all vengeance comes too short, which can pursue the offender. How dost my lord? Gloucester. So she already is putting in the word vengeance. This is her meat and drink. <laughs> right, this is what she loves. Shit, right? <laughs> yeah. All vengeance comes too short. Every, all kinds of vengeance would be inadequate to get this guy, this offender. So they've already heard about the Edgar thing on their way in the door. Okay? And Gloucester. Oh, madam, my old heart is cracked. It's cracked. Regan. What? Did my father's godson seek your life? He whom my father named your Edgar? So see how she's really putting Edgar in Lear's camp. Yeah. Yeah? Gloucester. Oh, lady, lady, shame would have it hid. 
Was he not companion with the riotous knights that tended upon my father? I know not, madam. Tis too bad, too bad. Yes, madam. He was of that consort. That was Edmund. Yeah. So she's like, wasn't Edgar one of Lear's terrible carousing, carousing knights, by the way? And Gloucester was like, I don't know. Edmund. And why would he not know? So maybe this is not true. I don't think it is true. I don't think it's true. Because he's been hiding. I don't think it's true. Yeah. I think they're just making this shit up. But Edmund's like, oh, yeah, let's tack that on to his <laughs> misdemeanors. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Regan. No marvel, then, though he were ill-affected. Tis they have put him on the old man's death to have the expense and waste of his revenues. I have this present evening from my sister been well informed of them and with such cautions that if they come to sojourn at my house, I'll not be there. <laughs> so already. <laughs> yep. Just like, I'm not even going to be home if he tries to come and live with me. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Goneril told me what they did at her house. Yep. That's not happening. So that's why we're here, because we're not fucking putting up with that shit. Right? <laughs> so first she says, no marvel then, though he were affected. So, oh, well, if he was part of that group, it's no, uh, no wonder, because he was inclined to do wrong, because he's part of that posse. And they were doing a lot of wrong. Yeah. And it's their fault. They have put him on, which means they've incited him to seek... The old man's death, the old man being Gloucester, yeah? Um, so that they could have the expense and waste of his rest, so that they could squander his money. Right, so so the, the idea is that the knights have put Edgar up to killing his father so that they can spend his father's money. Yeah. Yeah. Who would fall for that shit? <laughs> Nobody. All right, Cornwall. Cornwall. And nor I, I assure thee, Regan. Edmund. I hear that you have shown your father a childlike office. Yeah. It's a weird word, but it means behaving like a proper son, Edmund. Oh, that's me. It was my duty, sir. He did bewray his practice and received this hurt, you see, striving to apprehend him. Is he pursued? Aye, my good lord. If he be taken, he shall never more be feared of doing harm. Make your own purpose how in my strength you please. No, I didn't understand what I was saying there. Yeah. So uh, make your own purpose. That means you can pursue and punish him as you however will. you like. And he says, in my strength, with my, my name. name to back you up. Okay. So, so if he be taken, he shall never be more feared of doing harm. In other words, he'll never be. If he gets he taken, will he will die. Yeah. Make your own purpose, how in my strength you please. For you, Edmund, whose virtue and obedience doth this instant so much commend itself, you shall be ours. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. What's he calling himself now? Royal. Plural. We. Yeah. Ours. Ours. Again, notice, and he continues it with we. Yeah. Natures of such deep trust, we shall much need. You we first seize on. I love the juxtaposition of those two pronouns, right? You, you we. we. So he's actually giving him a deference, right? Respect with the you. As a part. Right. So he's elevating him by choosing him, first of all. So he's like, Edmund, you're going to be on my team. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's elevating him with this pronoun you and then sticking it right next to him. Mm -hmm. You and me, we're going to be together in this, boy. And Edmund says, I shall serve you, sir, truly, however else. And Gloucester. For him, I thank your grace. Cornwall. You know not why we came to visit you. Regan. Thus, out of season, threading dark-eyed night, occasions, noble Gloucester, of some prize, wherein we must have use of your advice. Our father, he hath writ, so hath our sister, of differences, which I best thought it fit to answer from our home. Being away. Yeah. Being away from home. Away from home. Okay. So she's like, yeah, we came out of season unexpectedly. And threading the dark night, I like that, wending our way <laughs> through the darkness, yeah, um, of some prize means of some importance. So there's some, some important things that we need your advice on. So she's kind of buttering, buttering. him up, mm -hmm. yeah. The several messengers from hence attend dispatch. So there's people waiting with messages to say where we are and to say that we're not home and all that stuff, but we have to have your okay on that. Our good old friend, lay comforts to your bosom and bestow your needful counsel to our businesses, which craves the instant use. She's called him old man twice so far. Yeah. She has disdain for the elderly, I imagine. Um, well, it's clear in, yes. in the chicks. Yes, I don't even have to imagine. It's mm. right there. So she's like, lay comforts to your bosom. Take comfort that we are here. We will fix everything. You little old man. Losing your eyesight. Oh, sorry, what? Shh. Up, hip, up, <laughs> up, up. <laughs> All right, and Gloucester finishes by, I serve you, madam. Your graces are right welcome. Oh, 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 oh. I so serve the, you. He has aligned on their side yeah, now. The two sides have mm. been yeah. created. And it ain't Cornwall v. Albany yet at all. Because even Lear brought in the idea of himself having war against the son-in-laws. It was a tiny, subtle mention of it, but it's there. Where was it? In the uh, Take my, my Power by, by Force, Perforce. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh. So, and that, and that will happen later in the story, that there will be a war between Lear's forces and the forces of the sons, and that's how it works out. But that's not a spoiler. It's okay. I'm not giving away too much there. So these scenes were kind of set up for that. Regan, right. Regan, Regan. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, take comfort. Nobody takes comfort when you're walking in the door, bitch. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> well, you know, the ignored middle child always needing to get attention. Yeah. Needing it. Yeah. Needing it. She will do whatever it takes. Oh, boy. To get eyes on her. <laughs> That's a little <laughs> joke. <laughs> it, was. it was for you. Oh, thank you. That was fun. <laughs> All right, my friends. Well, that's it for this one. Yeah, it was a short one. Short and sweet. Yeah. I'm Diana. I'm Erin. And this has been... Fuck King Lear. Yes. Fuck, fuck Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah, it's really fuck, fuck Gloucester. Fuck Regan. Fuck Cornwall. Oh, yeah. Fuck Curran. He's an asshole. What the fuck, <laughs> Curran? God damn. Okay. Bye. Bye. -bye.
For additional fun shit from Fuck Shakespeare, you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com. Or find us on Instagram at fckshakespeare. If you are enjoying this podcast, you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month. Just click the support button on the page on Spotify or Anchor. Tell your friends. 